podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the JMS Boxing Podcast with myself, John. I'm Sam. Right, and today, before they butt in, the pair of them, we are doing a special nutrition um, episode. We have invited back one of our guests previously, Dan Woodgate, who sponsors our podcast with Wastepoint. Hello, Dan. Hello, John. (laughs) (laughs) And... Um, we've invited Martin Hillman, um, who's currently boxing and he's using Dan's company, using Dan's services. Yep. And we, what we wanted to do was ask Dan questions in and around the nutrition and then ask Martin what it's like, basically. How's it going, Martin? You're right. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you both for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Good. (laughs) these two fucking idiots uh, so uh, I know you're chomping in a bit to talk to us about your services and waste point um, basically yeah, like anything, new? anything new <laughs> oh, it's funny you should ask <laughs> funny you should ask you said that you've got some news we'll start with the news and then we'll get into nitty gritty and then start asking questions so as you may or may not know, John, and which one are you? Oh, I'm the better one. <laughs> <laughs> you are the better looking one. Oh, Owen then, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what he's Owen, isn't it? Yeah. Um, for those that don't Joking. know, Sam's got a twin brother who's better looking and more, uh, much more ability as a fighter he had, which uh, Sam will disagree with, but Sam doesn't know fighting, so. Is that true, Sam? We won't tell everyone. At least he'll be a white this man. I have dropped you with a body shot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, last time we had um podcast together, Sam actually fell asleep. Yeah, not because he was tired, because I'm boring. <laughs> and this one's going to be so much better because I'm just going to talk about nutrition. But the exciting news is... um Actually, working with this young man sitting next to me, Martin Hillman, um he was my first ever champion. Yeah, uh, professional boxing champion. I've, I've worked with fighters on like unlicensed scene or whatever you want to call it. Um, but the night that um, Martin won his title, I actually bumped into another nutritionist named Jack Coke, who's a brilliant nutritionist. Like his knowledge is unbelievable, far beyond my, my own. Um, I don't want to big him up too much, but he's like five years in university and all that malarkey. Um, whereas a lot of my coaching comes from my own experiences as well obviously fully educated around nutrition um but not to that like five degree five year degree level well anyway me and me and this jack coke just got chatting become pals and uh, we was like should we do something together uh, and i think basically his knowledge around like the science all the boring stuff and then my experience as a fighter making weight and obviously my my knowledge of working with fighters and being a fighter myself and, and my knowledge of more practical nutrition, I suppose. Um, we're sort of combining that and creating something. We haven't named it yet, but it's going to be something along the lines of like the boxing nutrition guys or something like that. So right. quite informal and fun and approachable um, because I see it all the time in like when, I, when you see someone advertising themselves as a boxing nutritionist online. They're like stiff as a board. Never laced up a glove. Well, it, I mean, that doesn't matter. I, I don't think that actually matters. And I'm, like I say, that Jack, who I'm going to be working with, amazing nutritionist. He's worked with like top names. I know he's name dropped. I know he worked with Billy Joe Saunders. I think it's Louis, um, 
Ritson he's working with. Um, there's a couple of other names that have got big names. He's got a couple of like the higher profile female boxers on his books. Um, but yeah, his knowledge is, is unbelievable. And, and I don't think he's ever boxed, but it doesn't really matter. You either know how to help someone or you don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I think is, I think it's almost, it almost puts fighters off from working with a nutritionist because they're like, is that person going to be someone I can relate to? Someone that I'm going to actually be able to work with? Am I going to take information from that, like, stiff? Do you know what I mean? Like the guy is going, oh, so basically, when you, uh, when, when you eat this food, it does this inside your body. And I'm a little bit like, oh, that's fun. Um, so we're going to try and bring something that's a bit more informal, a bit more personal, and that's solely aimed at helping boxers. So what will happen with Waste Point? So waste point's gonna be that's well that's always gonna be my yeah. my little baby. Um Jack Coke has got Jack Coke performance nutrition mm-hmm. and then us combined are gonna be the, the boxing nutrition guys. So that's gonna be just boxing and then waste point is gonna carry on for like people who want general weight loss, better health. Yeah, yeah. So everyday people. Every like, yeah. We're just ordinary people. <laughs> Did you know I could sing so well? Um, yeah, so Waste Point's my company. That was always based around fat loss. And I was chatting to this like Jack about this the other day, actually, and I was like, I, I never really wanted to go into boxing nutrition. I just sort of fell into it through... Um, the first fighters I worked work with was when I was commentating on the Quest Boxing. A couple of guys like, oh, I see you do... Um, your waste point stuff would you help me with my nutrition I was like yeah yeah no no worries um, so helped them with, it, with their nutrition and then Martin wanted to drop down to a new weight um, yeah. what was your original weight Martin what what, what weight was you fighting at and what did we get you down to um, I, I mean I've boxed at a few weights oh, but um, yeah feather weight so you was at feather I was at feather well I've done feather super feather and super bantam yeah so, um, and what did we get you down to? We done Bantam, which is eight six, um, eight stone six. Yeah, yeah, for a five foot eight. I was going to say Martin Hillman is <laughs> ribs and dick. So he's just going to be more I ribs I, I, and dick. I don't know if I told him this, but when we done the weighing uh, the day before the weighing, we met over at. Um, oh yeah, we had like a pre-check. Yeah, Mick Mills. Yeah, yeah, gym, yeah. Didn't we? And I took a picture of me and Martin as like big old me and then Martin next to me just all skin and bones <laughs> and I put it I put a picture on I was like oh like, he's done so well look at the weight and then people were just like oh my god he does not well I was like yeah. <laughs> yeah well he won't do will he he's five for eight and weighs like just over eight yeah. stone um, it just looked like your next stack but it was a, it was mate like just on it was a ten round fight and I'd been out of the ring for sixteen months yeah. to come back to a ten round fight so I knew how important it getting preparation was uh, was imperative and I'd done the weight easier than what I thought and when I got in there I felt strong I didn't gas I didn't tire I mm. fully hydrated felt brilliant yeah but you are well known for having a really good engine yeah true but I've not done that at these lower weights yeah. yet um, which if I knew what I knew now I should have always been fighting at these weights at yeah sort of championship when level. have got someone behind you doing a professional. Um, what we'll do, we'll strip it, strip it right back and I'll ask how Waste Point started and then take it from there. So I know obviously you're talking about you 
fell into it and stuff like that. Where did Waste Point come from? So the idea behind Waste Point um, started, was it 2019? I can't with this concept. Um, because I've been heavy, overweight my whole entire life. And then obviously when you hear overweight, everyone goes fat. So I've been big and I've probably been at times, people would go, oh yeah, you're, you're fat. But most of my life, I've always been someone that, although I'm big and a lot heavier than like my peers, I actually probably didn't look like a fat person. Um, and I don't want this to come across as like a slight, because that's one of the things beyond waste, but I don't judge anyone. I don't care. Um, like you do with your body what you want to do with your body. If you want my help to change it in any way, I'll, I'll help you. Um, yeah. But I, I don't judge anyone. Do you know, like one of my big bugbears, sort of going off subject a little bit, but sort of like, go into the point one of my big bugbears is like you see these things on social media and there'll be a, a girl that's like a in quotes plus size model in a bikini i guarantee you every single time you see one of them going to the comments you're always going to see some geezer with a little dick that's going to go <laughs> yeah i mean yeah like it's all right being confident but um it's not good for your health is it and i'm like Fuck off, mate. Like, you don't have to comment on it. Um, and it's, it's that's one of my bugbears. And, and like, mm. I'm I actually, when I've worked with, I worked with um, a nutritionist as a, as a mentor in a past, sort of, to help me direct where the business was going and stuff like that. And this lady I was working with, she was like, Oh, you're a little bit like health at every size. Um, and I was like, Not really. Like, I don't, I don't believe that you can be like, hugely over fat I like to say and healthy if you are that fine do what you want to do yeah. but I don't like the data does suggest that being over fat carrying excess body fat isn't good for you especially when it's around your waistline which is where waist point come from which, which is your visceral fat so waist point come out this idea that actually if we can just get people to focus on waist loss aka fat loss reducing your visceral fat not necessarily going fat loss, you need a six pack. Because again, six packs, if you want one, brilliant. If you don't, also brilliant. Um, and I know full well, like I see guys in the gym and like ripped, like walking around shredded, like 6% body fat. And, and I, I know if I go up to them and go, like, there's something there, there's, there's, a, there's a pain somewhere that can allow you to do that because it is not nice to walk around at that sort of body fat level um, 24 7 365 days a year it's not, it's not good for it's not good for your hormones immune, immune system, immune system, immune system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean listen they'll tell you they feel as best they've ever felt in their life oh. and stuff like that but i promise you getting down to those sort of body fat levels some people are more naturally like oh yeah genetics helps in a way doesn't it? yeah exactly but yeah anyway so waste point come from this idea that let's get people not off the scales, but let's people get to un to get people to understand the scales better. Um, through my own experiences as a bigger guy, like when I was a professional uh, fighter, making weight for me was, I mean, I I should have got someone like like me to help yeah. me make weight. But I'll be walking around at like 15, half 16 stone, fit, like like ready to fight, and then have to get down to 12 and a half stone, and not yeah. like. And I was look, walking around, looking in half decent shape. I've got pictures of myself. Well, you wouldn't go, yeah, six pack and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you certainly wouldn't turn around and go, oh, he's fat. But I was mm -hmm. like, according to BMI, and data and all that. 
which is where the word overweight comes from. Overweight only means you're above your BMI. Mm. Literally what it means. We've it's come become synonymous with being a fat person. Um but actually being overweight literally just means you're over your BMI, which we know is like there's loads of issues around using BMI. But my ideal weight apparently should be somewhere around eleven and a half stone. So I, you. I would have to lose like yeah, like six stone to to be ideal weight. And we've got, I've got pictures of me at twelve and a half stone and I literally You look like, like a skeleton, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I look like you might stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So going on the BMI scale, I don't want to get too much into the nonsense behind it, because um, things like that, people are gonna pull you up on data and stuff and I'm not gonna sit here with my phone going through the data that around it and stuff. <clears throat> and plus it's boring. So um but yeah, waste point come about with the idea that do you know what? You could be overweight on your BMI and be more muscular, have denser like denser muscles or denser bones, whatever, and weigh a bit more than you should, or in quotes should, um, but still be healthy. And you see it all the time, like people will go, Oh, you're overweight. But when they say that, they mean you're carrying excess body fat. Like yeah. You're over fat. Yeah. No one goes up to go up. Uh, like and need Joshua and go. Hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No one walks up to a, like, a, a gym like a guy with muscles and goes, oh, you're overweight. They, they'll go, oh, you're, you're a bit bulky, aren't you? Yeah. But it's different language. Um, and I'm not saying people need to be bulky, but you can be healthy, strong, fit, and not fit within the BMI range. That's basically where waste point come from. So there's a lot of, as you probably, you'll be well aware, there's so much information out there. And there's, I'll, mm. what I find is, especially as say as a boxer, is to try and find the right information. There'll be, you'll go and, uh, you'll go and find one bit of information and it will say one thing and you'll find another bit of information. It will say the complete opposite and they'll just have contrasting like views mm. and stuff. How do you deal with that? Um, firstly, I think a lot of people, and this is something that people will say that are spreading nonsense, basically. They'll go, well, everyone's got their own opinion. And I'm like, they have, and they're, they're allowed to have opinions. But it doesn't mean your opinion's not shit. Like, we know what works. We know how to make someone produce their body fat. We know how to make someone lose weight. Like the information's out there. Mm. So, and it, do you know, I always think like, I don't really call myself a nutritionist because I think that label, it, it almost doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, but I am a, I'm a nutritionist, boxing nutritionist, whatever. But I'd say more, a more accurate um, representation of what I do in words would be a nutrition strategist. Because ultimately, it comes down to the strategies that you're going to use to make the things that we know work, work for that person. Yeah, the thing I, I found is I was always trying to look up what's the best diet plan to be. I'm not educated on it. I know how to box. That's it. Yeah. And you read one thing on one website and it tells you to do one thing. and But then another site will tell you something opposite, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. What is the right? What is the right one? And like, how am I supposed to know? To be with, fair with you as well, Martin, your like your body type, you're losing like your 
losing weight to for the extra one percent gains, aren't you? To for the weight that you're trying to box yeah, it's at. like small tolerances. Yeah. You mean? So yeah, you're not, you're not doing a Ricky Hatton where you're going from like on the piss. 16, 17 stone. Big, to big up 10, to, to, to 10 fight. stone. Yeah, yeah. Because you're quite skinny all year round. So skinny, that's bad, probably. Bad yeah, one, no, so I, I know what you're get saying. Moved, get, I was going to say, get throat yeah. chopped by Danny. Like. <laughs> Use whatever language you want. Mate. But yeah, it just, I think it's that trying to make sure that the information that you're getting is the right information and making sure that what you're doing is right. Yeah, so for me to go to someone like Dan where I trust him and I know him and then I know I'm getting that right information. I know I'm putting the, the right amount of stuff in my body and I know it, it works and it's proven to work. It's, it's worked for me. Yes. So rather than me trying to spend hours on the internet, trying to find the best things, the best products, whatever. Um, yeah. So with that, um, another one of my questions I'll have is things like, um, so a lot of people talk about calorie intake, but if I eat, say 200 calories of crisp, but then I eat 200 calories of green beans, and we all know the green beans are going to be better, would the results still act as the same? Um, I'm gonna have to act a bit stupid here. No, no, it's fine. I may, no, not, I may know an no, answer. No, no, no. It's, it's a genuinely good question, but on that scale, 200 calories is not going to make any difference at all. No, like 200. No. But no, I know what you're getting. Yeah. At. But let's say if someone ate all of their calories from something like crisp, what we yeah. call junk food, yeah. and all of their calories from whole foods like good quality proteins, um, and we'll 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 do like a bit of a breakdown or of what all these things mean at the end if you want just to give people that are listening a bit of a uh, bit more of an understanding of how they can make it work for them but good quality proteins fruits vegetables um good sources of carbohydrates and uh, good sources of, of fats um they're the they're the main like macronutrients and obviously with the fruits and vegetables as well but if you had someone that ate whole all like two two and a half thousand calories of junk food and two and a half thousand calories of like whole foods over the course of a day, not going to make a difference. Course of a week, you might feel a bit crap the next day. Course of a week, probably a similar outcome. You'll get the same same outcome on the scales as long as you're matching the output to the input. So take two people the same size, same the same person, put them on the same calories, same output, you'll get the same, roughly the same outcomes. However, over the course of weeks and months this is and this is something that people don't talk about because they just care about numbers is that if you're filling your body full of junk food then you are not going to want to get up and go to go for your morning run you're not going to want to get up and go to the gym Mm. because you ain't going to have the same amount of energy so your (coughs) output will eventually go down because you haven't got the nutrients that your body needs um so from a numbers perspective outcomes are the same from an outcome perspective, it, there will be a difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'll get carried away with like a go off in different towns. And you'll be like, obviously fueled better. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is what you, yeah. <laughs> um, so from calorie the intake. calorie intake, um, with that, so there was one thing that 
I the information's out there. So you know when you have like, say you have three hundred calories, but you there's a load of sugar, um, with it that comes with it, and then from that the sugar you don't burn the sugar off. Does the sugar turn into calories or? No, so calories are just a unit of measure. Like, I think what you're sort of getting at is that some people they use the word calories um, as if it's as if it's body fat. Mm-hmm. So I eat calories, and if I eat too many calories, I get fat on my body. But like you sort of get into there, there's a process that happens that turns calories, which are just energy, into fat. So there's like there's a few ways of explaining it. One that gets used is like if you put too much fuel in a car, that fuel overflows and that overflow then goes into your fat stores. Um, Something like whatever, but basically a calorie is just a unit of measure. So you'll get some people, and this may be a question you were going to ask, but you'll get some people go, calories don't exist. Or they'll go, calories calories don't matter. And it's like saying that centimetres doesn't exist. Or don't exist, or 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 that feet and inches don't matter, um, which we know they do. Feet and inches always matter, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. millimeters to me. <laughs> but no, yeah. So um, sugar is a carbohydrate; it's a refined carbohydrate. Um, so your three macronutrients are protein, fats, and carbs. Throughout the years, they've all been bastardized and they've all been ripped apart back in the like 90s and early noughties it would have been fat not eat everything low fat and then it was carbohydrates and that's the big thing now don't eat too many carbs um well actually it's gone from carbs to actually sugar now so people talk about we we worked out that carbs are not the enemy so now it's sugar sugar's the enemy and people shouldn't be eating too much sugar but there's got to be a context to mm. it if you're an athlete, so we take it over to boxing nutrition. If you're an athlete, there's going to be some scenarios where sugar, like a refined carbohydrate, is going to be a really good choice for you. But it needs context and it needs to be... Imagine for your explosive workouts that you need. Yeah, recovery. Um, if you're like pre-workout and you need some extra energy going into that workout so like say before sparring or something like that might pay you to have like a uh, an energy drink not an energy energy drink but like um a sports drink that's like full sugar yeah. something like that it's going to give you a bit of um like an is it an i um isotonic an isotonic isotonics yeah so isotonic would also include um or usually also would include like electrolytes and stuff yeah. like that as well so yeah like carbohydrate mixed with um like water and flavor to make it more palatable have one of them before you go and train or something like that but again it, it takes some people will never use them some people never have to use them i never used sports drinks while i was fighting um i never actually re- recommend to my fighters to use them but there there is scenarios where it may be beneficial to have it so the next question i'd have then would be um something that i uh, that i think's become quite big um, over the last few years, intermittent fasting. I knew you was going to yeah, say that. I knew you was going to say that. I was actually going to stop you and go, I guarantee I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, fa- fasting. Um, and this is something I actually wanna, uh, wanted to pull up on anyway because, like you say, it's become massive. Yeah. And you've got guys <laughs> you got guys online 
that are calling themselves fasting coaches. And I'm like, you tell, <laughs> you tell someone not to eat for a certain amount of time. That's not coaching, mate. That's, that's fucking nonsense. That's what that is. Um, I actually done a video earlier, like a content video on this earlier, uh, well, almost on this subject, but around, um, whether you should be training or running specifically on an empty stomach. And you'll get like people like, oh, the reported benefits of like the cellular regeneration and like you do prolonged fast and you get autophagy and all these fucking words they bound around. But all the benefits you get from fasting, you get from being in a calorie deficit. If you fast and you're not in a calorie deficit, all the benefits you get from fasting go because it's not fasting, it's being in a calorie deficit, basically. So you're shortening your time to eat, aren't you? To yeah. And try and eat less to then be in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So if you're someone who's over fat and you've got a lot of fat on your body, you're eating too much. There is no, like, that. that is the long and short of it. You're eating too much. People take it personally. People think it's an attack on them. But, like, I understand and I've done much content about this in the past. Like, the environment we live in isn't conducive for people to live, like, with really lean bodies like they would do and people go oh, you go back to the 50s and 60s and I'm like yeah but they didn't have a fucking McDonald's on every corner yeah. and I'll talk about McDonald's later but <coughs> basically just fa- fast food and stuff like that um, but all fasting does is that now we've got so much access or, or such easy access to food all the time that you can eat from Six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, whenever you wake up. Yeah, and you're having like snacks at ten o'clock at night. Whereas back in the day, like to to go and get a chocolate bar, like for our parents, that was the equivalent. They they were still a quid back then or whatever, fifty p back then. That's equivalent like five an hour, whatever it is. So they wouldn't like if you had a chocolate bar, you'd have one on a Saturday night. Like you'd sit and watch a film or whatever, or do something together, and you'd have that'd be a treat. At the moment, you can go to any shop around here on any anywhere in the UK and you can go and buy a massive bar of chocolate for a quid yeah. that's got like 1500 calories in it so that that's when you shorten your time for eating you also make better choices anyway you don't go and have a 1500 calorie chocolate bar no, no. what you do is you go I'm only going to eat two meals a day usually just like lunch and dinner that's the, that's the usual one cut out breakfast and then don't have anything after dinner Therefore, you just naturally eat less because you've got less opportunity to eat. But what you, you oh, that's when I say this one, right you, you just said about lunch and dinner, but most like online people say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Um, that's an old thing, isn't it? It's an old thing like breakfast, old is most school. Important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast set you up for the day. Yeah, like breakfast, like a king. Um, Lunch for lunch, yeah, yeah. And then pauper for dinner or something. Yeah. Like that. It's all like shit. It's just, it's just ways of getting people to eat less food. Really, um, breakfast is the most important meal of the day if you really do need breakfast. So, go back to intermittent fasting and like training on empty stomach. Like, well, that's what I said earlier. Like, you get all these reported benefits of like running on an empty stomach, running fasted. And like I said, like cellular regeneration and more fat loss and stuff like that. Literally, the only benefit you get from training on empty stomach is that most fighters go and do their runs at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Before they've eaten anything. Before they've eaten anything, because they haven't got an opportunity to eat anything. And the reason why it's good to do that is because 
if you wake up, eat a proper meal, and go for a run 10 minutes later, you're going to be sick. Yeah, no one wants to be sick. So the benefits of training fasting is that you don't be sick when you train. That's so basically it. That's so, it. All the fasted cardio burns more fat and that is a load of rubbish, really. Fasted or, cardio, you'll, you'll utilise more fat as fuel during that fasted cardio. But over the course of the next 24 hours, the amount of like stored carbohydrate you use sort of levels itself out. The body's very good at creating and maintaining like homeostasis. Mm. So it's not, what's well, a fucking big word that was, wasn't it? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try and spell that. <laughs> no. Good job spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Good job just try and say it. <laughs> read it. Get him read it. But basically, yeah, so you may, you may utilise more fat as fuel during that session, but ultimately, over the course of the 24 hours or the week or month, it all comes down to the amount of energy, aka calories. Mm. So uh, a subject that I know you wanted to talk about, Herbalife, Juice Plus, these cult state fads. Fads, yeah. Well, they're not, they're not even really fads anymore because they just fucking stick around and they won't go away, will they? Yeah. Um, but they've got, when you've got Cristiano Ronaldo doing the Herbalife stuff, you can see why they haven't gone away. But you know, I I actually looked into this, and they because they love talking about Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, why would he use the products? I'm like, mm, yeah, he probably fucking don't use them because they're shit. Um, look, the quality of the products, I don't know. I think over the years, possibly the products may have got better. I don't know. <laughs> They've got a massive product line now. Um, one thing, like on the Cristiano Ronaldo thing, they love talking about. Oh, this is his new product. He uses this for this. He uses. I'm like. He's just sponsored by Herbalife. Yeah. Like he's just getting money. Whether or not he uses the product, is that really the reason why he's such a good footballer, or is it because of the the he had a beer company that sponsored him at one point, like a lager company? <laughs> Perhaps it was them. Perhaps that's why he was so good because he was drinking lager. See, it's just nonsense. Like yeah. it's, it's just advertising. But things like Herbalife, Juice Plus, all these like multi-level marketing companies. That- you buy it to help you lose weight yeah they're so. just I mean like they're things you can get off the shelf for like a third a quarter of the price um, that you know like a company like My Protein, they're so cheap mm. just go and get your supplements from them but one thing they do is they go oh, yeah but you get like the support off of um, our wellness coaches mm. or whatever they call themselves now I'm like but I know what you guys do to become a wellness coach you literally just sign a piece of paper you get like there's no formal training, there's no education around it, and I've seen them like some of the things that I've seen these coaches say are just out and out fucking nonsense, and it's it's a question that you may have asked, but it's probably a question that pop, uh, a lot of people have got, so I'll bring it up now. When and I've actually heard a Herbalife or a few Herbalife coaches say this, and they'll go because you're not eating enough consistently your body's holding on to like your body's holding on to the calories that you do eat because you're like, so it's, it's like the opposite of fasting. So far, everyone will go, oh, fasting is brilliant for fat loss, but they'll go, no, no, if you don't eat for 12 hours and then you eat, your body's going to hold on to those calories. It's and you'll put weight that on. I've definitely heard. It's yeah. something that is. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's absolute nonsense. And as morbid as it sounds, one thing that I've heard, and I think it's, it's a, a real good analogy, if not a bit like, not a very nice way of putting it, but if you go and look at prisoners of war from like the Japanese concentration camps, yeah, they really, yeah, didn't 
they was all all starved. Yeah. When you see them leave, how many of them were over fat? None of them, because they weren't eating enough calories. Not because like if they was having like one meal a day. If that if their body was oh it's holding on to that, it's just it's nonsense. Yeah. Um, um and that's the problem with these like Herbalife coaches and Juice Plus and stuff like that. They will put themselves out there as like, oh yeah, I work with boxers on the nutrition. And I'm like, no, you don't. You sell supplements to someone and it just, they might happen to luckily get it right, but it's nothing to do with the information that you're doing. And long-term, it's going to be damaging because they believe it's the product that's doing them when actually it's the the structure of the way they're eating and the foods and the energy balance. You hear things about the product where things like, oh, they take salt out of your system and all of this stuff that's not good for you so you lose the initial weight but then when you actually eat properly and yeah. you put it all back on because it's just what they're doing is taking certain bits out of, I don't know how true it is I've got friends that are quite big in Herbalife that are, like, they've pushed the products they've actually tried onboarding <laughs> me like, I this was one guy who's a mate of mine um he literally sat outside in the, the gym lobby. I, I sort of knew him through the gym in the gym lobby with all these like Herbalife stuff. Going. He's like, oh, and you chat. And I, he was like, why don't you get into it? I was like, mate, I wouldn't sell that fucking shit. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, but it's this and it's that. And I'm like, no, it all, it's all just money. Like it's, it's a money making yeah. scheme. And, and cult, almost like cult. Like. It is. I, I mean, I've got no <laughs> real issue with that. Like people, some people need, um, a community, an outlet, and mm. some people, for them, the only way to do that is to become something that's so like cult-like that you feel involved and part of something. But I promise you now, my mate who does Herbalife, if he stops selling it, all these best mates like that he goes on holiday with and does all these events with, drop him like a fucking ton of bricks, mate. We'll mm. have nothing to do with him. Because yeah. he's out, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, because he'd be outside the cult. They wouldn't have nothing to do with him. It's a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just, uh, but like I say, the, the products I think have probably got better over the years. Um, they've, they've certainly got a bigger range, but it's not the products that are giving you the results. It's it's the structure of the way you're eating. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, as you probably tell, I think they're shit. <laughs> so I'm going to bring it to boxing, and I'm going to ask the pair of you this then, right? So you're coming up to a fight, Martin. Yep. You're using Dan for his services. I am. Um, basically, just talk us through, talk us through how it go, like how it goes. Basically, so you're a certain weight. You just start in camp, and then just basically take it from there to drop to. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's really easy for me. I mean, um, <laughs> not for everyone. I'm on I'm on Dan's app. I work on the app. Um, I log all my foods on there. And the thing is, it's getting the amounts right. Okay. You know, like 100 grams of this or whatever. Um, it's, get, it's getting the measurements right. Um, I log all my training on there. Log all my food. It gives me targets of what I should be doing. And that varies between like an intense day where I might have a bit more. Uh, to a rest day, to a normal training day. And... Um, yeah, I love it because it's just it's black and white as okay. such. What macros you're aiming for each day, what calorie target you're aiming each day, and I hit it. 
is there any time for support if things need to be tweaked or I've got questions? And um, yeah, with, it's working wonders. With the stuff that you're talking about, like the macros and the stuff like that, now yeah. for me, and I'll, I'll do this out of a personal, I know I'm a bit thick. So does uh, does Dan like speak you through what you're looking for and stuff like that, just so that it makes it put it into layman's terms? Boxing attracts <clears throat> certain type of people. I am that type of people. Mm. Like you say, I, I was raised on a council estate, rough background. Um, and I'm very lucky that I um, took an interest in something that become what is now my passion and is part of, I work full time as well, but I do this as a, as a, as a job as well. Um, so my education around nutrition, and this is something like hearing Martin speak about as well. It's something that I sometimes forget, but I know full well that the vast majority of nutritionists out there do forget. People don't see nutrition, how I see it, or they don't see that nutrition, how nutritionists see it. So we'll tell someone something and it will come back. And like, I've heard, like nutritionists, they'll sort of talk, oh, he didn't even know what a carb was. And yeah. I'm like, did you fucking explain it to him? Did you did you give him a, like a visual example? I'm, I'm quite visual in, in the way I do things. So like everything I do is like obviously carbs, fats, protein, but I like to give out, I've got like guides that I've created and stuff like that. So I'll give someone like a guide and it will show you like there's the amount of um, that, Here's what a carb is, like bread, pasta, rice, fruits. If you eat 100 grams of this, this is how many calories are in it. So you have to do a little bit of maths. But ultimately, you know, like if you're trying to build out a meal, that's the whole point. It's, it's, a, it's a macro selector, I call it. So it's, it's a little bit of education because it teaches yeah. you what foods are which and it, it's all visual. But there's also like the numbers in there. So I know that if I've got like 350 calories left for the day and I need to get 25 grams of protein, I'm going to have to go for a really lean protein like chicken breast or even like a protein shake. And then my carbs, if I've got like 40 grams of carbs left, I know I'm going to, I can have that from anywhere. Um, but then if I have to get my fat up as well, or whatever, like I can, I can use this macro selector to show me what, where I should be sort of picking from rather than, um, just sort of guessing at it. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that sort of explains it. Mm. With like food intake, is it mainly, um, wholesome food and stuff like that? Like you say, you said a protein shake. Mm. Do you, is it, is it just normal food you can go down at the grocers or you do use products any type of pill or nothing like that um no there's no i'm not anti-supplement um i'm not well would you, would you suggest like cod liver oil tablets or something yeah, yeah. Like so yeah. I, I have a, i have a few supplements that i would recommend to yeah. people um omega-free oils whether that's cod liver oil or like you get vegan alternatives that are made from algae and stuff like that mm. like <laughs> turn your nose off it um <laughs> But it, like omega three is something that we probably don't get enough of in our diet. Um, vitamin D, like our crap as this someone I'm like I said I said to my kids yesterday I was like actually this morning it was I was like our crap has been not I didn't say crap because I don't swear. Um, but how bad has <laughs> it been? Like there summer holidays has just been rain all the way yeah. through. 
uh, and vitamin D we actually obtain from getting sunlight. So vitamin D is one that we should be having. Um, B12 is one that we possibly should be having. Um, and then the other one's protein powder. Um, there's, a, there's a few other ones that you might want it like can help with sleep and stuff like that. Oh, um, I'm right? magnesium yeah. is a good one. That's good for like um, helps with like muscle cramps and stuff like that as well. But do you know what? Like, if you sat sat here and grilled me on supplements and right into the science on it and stuff, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you without going back through my uh, my notes. Yeah, so yeah. It's just not information that I'm, I'm really bothered about storing because it's so like people hang their whole hopes on a supplement, yeah. but the reality is. The, the the 99% of the benefits you're going to get from getting your nutrition right is literally getting your calories right, getting enough protein in, make sure you're putting your carbs where they need to be like pre and post training and make sure you're eating enough fat so that you're, you're able to absorb the vitamins and minerals that you're eating um, adequately. Yeah. And, and fat, another thing, fat people don't realise is it's actually a decent energy source and although boxing's um, very much a it's like glycolytic is the word, um, in other words, you're using like carbohydrates for the sport. Throughout the throughout the course of a, um, a like twelve round fight, you are going to be utilizing some fat as well because it's not all out action. Like you, are, there is like this it peaks and troughs of, yeah. of of that explosive power. So yeah, like fat's a good energy source as well. So at the start of a camp, Martin, what do you normally weigh? Um, about about sixty kilos. In stone, so we'll nine and a half. All right, and you get down to eight six, mm-hmm. or which will be probably like forty, would it? Forty. Mm-hmm. Our um, our big. What's the well, Nick, kilo? Uh, fifty three. Fifty three. So you go from sixty to fifty three. Mm. No cutting weight or anything like that. Well, no weight draining. No weight right. draining. Yeah, you're not in a sauna. No, no, I didn't no. sauna last no, fight. No. no, no, I didn't. Um, no, I didn't at all. Um. And without without coming because it's going to come out after without coming on to any dates or anything, you're fighting soon, so you're cutting weight soon. Yes, um, currently in that now, I'm actually um, been given an opportunity at Super Flyweight, which is another three pound down, which is fifty two point two kilos. Um, before I accepted it, spoke to Dan. He done the maths, worked it out, and how sort of comfortably we done the last one, another three pound, we're confident won't be a problem. So yeah, gonna do yeah. that's yeah, we're dropping it, down again. He says about how comfortable it was, but when he jumped on the scales, was it one eighteen you need to be? Yeah, one eighteen. One eighteen. He jumped on the scales at one eighteen. And as we, he jumped on it went one eighteen point one. And then went back to one eight point zero. I went, yeah, that'll do. Get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him off them scales. <laughs> Your weight is minimal. It's, it's small. So it's small. I would say it's more harder than our kind of weights, wouldn't it? Be? Yeah, I'll tell you. Know what yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 There's not as big a gaps between the weights when you yeah. get to the lower weights. So you got you've you got you pretty much got cap for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything, everything I eat, drink, see. In, any drink, I scan it. Whatever the app loads it. Mark up. was just searching around for his can of cream soda. Free <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cream soda. Yeah. So John just brought out. He was like, "All I've got is cream sodas," and Martin was like, "No, I can't have it." And I looked at. It, I was like, 
there's like two can two calories three three point three calories in that can going by the, what's written on the back. I was, I was like, mate, you can you can fit one of them in as well. Yeah, I was going to ask a different question, but actually comes on great to a question uh, that you know what what's coming here. Is it um, is it amazepine? Is it no, aspartame? Aspartame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, I've, yeah, I've, I've, got... I've fucked that one yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's in all the diet drinks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is so again, you get so many different reports about it. Yeah. Is it good for you? Is it not good for you? Um, I think we is should... it going to cause cancer? Should we get Martin to give his one word answer? Oh, <laughs> cancer. Cancer. It's bad. <laughs> don't touch it. Don't you can have a bit, but it. don't have too much of it. Yeah, like all it's... the. Um, it's been recently, it's, it's aspartame and acesulfane K is another one. Um, and aspartame for sure is just, so, um, I don't know if I want to be quoted on this. Let me, let me just check, make sure my information's right. Um, so aspartame is a split of two amine, amino acids. It's, I can't remember what they are, but amino acids are just what like proteins break down to. So, um, carbohydrates break down to quote unquote sugar and get used as fuel, um, glycogen, but amino uh, protein gets broken down to amino acids. So all aspartame is like two amino acids combined together to create a, a sweetener. Um, it's been labeled as like, it could potentially can, uh, cause cancer. But it's up there with like eating too many carrots or something like yeah. that. Like, um, it's as dangerous as like I don't know driving or something. Well, <clears throat> not even as that. I can't remember what it is, but it's like the how much you would have to take in for it to be even at the levels what they've tested it at in rats or mice is ridiculous. Like they, they've like basically injected it straight into a mouse's brain or something like that. Like the equivalent of about. 3,000 cans of Coke um, or cans of like fizzy pop yeah. straight into a brain and gone, oh, yeah, on some of them, they got cancer. I was like, yeah, you inject anything into a rat's brain, it's going to cancer it up at some point, isn't it? But basically, yeah. It's, it's just like, don't don't overdo it. Yeah, it's, they're, they're not, they're not good or bad. Like, I mean, if you get into a point where aspartame is a problem for you, then like in fizzy drinks, then you're drinking too many fizzy drinks. If you're a fighter and you want to have a fizzy drink with your dinner, pick a diet drink and have it, but don't drink, like, don't get your fluids from that. Like, I, I, I actually quite like, with my dinner, I'll sit down and have a, have a can or a glass of diet lemonade or, or diet yeah, yeah. fizzy pop because I like to have something like that with my dinner. Sometimes when you're eating like something quite tasty and you've got a glass of water, the water just tastes pony, doesn't it? <laughs> so it's nice to have a bit of fizz or something. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. I'm a black coffee man myself. Black so not with dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with dinner. With dinner. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck with with any meal. <laughs> How did I not know this? Black coffee <laughs> goes with any meal. Oh dear. This, oh, could, this client. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Me and Martin need to have a little discussion <laughs> after this podcast about <laughs> his, his caffeine intake. Yeah. Um, still sleep right? I, I'm not saying I have it with every meal, but I said <laughs> it goes, like it goes with yeah. any meal. Goes with any Do you meal. sleep yeah. Any yeah. meal that I have, it goes with. Yeah. That's yeah. how hard Some I train. Just, just I could have drink of black coffee and fall asleep yeah. straight after. Like it's that. nothing. I, I would rather you didn't because it's definitely going to affect your sleep. Whether you whether it affects the length of your sleep, it will probably affect yeah. the quality of it. So. Can we not drink black coffee? No, no, I, I, so I don't. No, caffeine, no. caffeine. Caffeine's a great like supplement. It's a great stimulant. Mm. Um, brilliant, like 
I have a black coffee every single morning. If you're going to go and do fasted cardio, then a black coffee is a brilliant way to sort of rev your metabolism up before you go. Um, basically wake you up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the benefits of doing it from a fat loss perspective are going to be minimal. Um, other than the fact that you might go and train a bit harder because you've yeah. got a bit of like, yeah, so it's just going to, yeah. Just like and a, it can a suppress to... your appetite as well. Okay, yeah, but let's not, let's not <laughs> using drugs to suppress appetite. <laughs> so uh, another one that I, another bit of information that was out there is the, especially for fighters, I could imagine eat a lot of fruit, is that if you eat too much fruit, because of the sugar intake, it's bad for you. If it did a little guy smile, this is the information that I've picked up to ask you about, obviously, to put into boxing. Yeah. Um, if you can't include fruit in your diet, then you are not moving enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, fruit contains sugar, but fruit contains so many other things. Like, why focus on sugar when it contains all these vitamins and minerals that are good to help our bodies like recover from training, stop us from cramping up? All the like, I, I think personally, fruit is probably one of the like it's the athlete's best friend because it's a great source of carbohydrates alongside it's, it's full of like water. So if you eat like watermelon, it's like ninety nine percent water it is. Plus, it's full of beta carotene, which is a really good antioxidant, which is going to help you recover. Um, it's not very scientific, but I think it was Emmanuel Stewart um, used to get his fighters to eat watermelon after training. Um, yeah. because of because of recovery benefits because it's hydrating yeah. and it's full of like beta carotene which is a like an antioxidant plus it's like all the minerals and- yeah, yeah. Love you bet. Uh, again I used to do it in a way where I'd eat watermelon to fill my stomach up with water so I didn't feel hungry so I could skip a meal to then which I don't do anymore, by the way. Before you let that. <laughs> yeah, which I don't do anymore. Yeah, of course. I got him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating today? Just watermelon. Uh, yeah. Make sure you eat the seeds, please. So yeah. why, um, why is there the information? Would you? Why, why are people saying that it's so bad for you and stuff like because that? Because sugar, people hear sugar and go, sugar bad. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that more of like a bodybuilder thing? Because uh, they the bodybuilder's got a lot to answer for when it comes to nutrition like with fruit out and there. stuff like that, yeah, you know. Because yeah. I've seen some of them speak online. They're like, they don't touch fruit, don't touch sugar or anything. They're like, you can get you can get your vitamins just supplement like supplement yeah, yeah. them with yeah. pills. And just yeah, but that's like bags and pills a day. Yeah, 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 you know. You um, you've obviously seen the pictures of me when I was like proper shredded, right? When you're pissing uh, out my mind. Yeah, <laughs> but. To get down to that, like, you know, it's not something I would advise, but it worked massively well for me with regards to the energy and the amount I was training. I was absolutely smashing people and everyone in training. Um, I was eating probably upwards, easily more than 20 portions of fruit every single day. I was just banging in. I I would finish training. After every session, I'd eat half a watermelon. And then in the morning, I would eat that half a watermelon then I'd fill that half a watermelon back up as a bowl with banana apple grapes and think I was just banging in tons and tons of fruit every single day wow. I, yeah, like I was eating so much fruit and I just felt so good on it um, and it's just like I, I wouldn't mind don't get any ideas mate no, 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 <laughs> we're, too, we're too close to a fight start, yeah, 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 yeah. start playing around with things but that's like it, 
Like, no, the amount really I would good. have had, like, back in a slice of watermelon, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, I'd, I'd hold watermelon every day, and um, if I weren't getting older watermelons, it was mangoes, I'd probably eat six, seven mangoes a day. So I'm going to ask this question for boxing, and I'm going to ask this question for non-boxing. I'm going to put a bit of both out here. So Martin talks about tracking everything. How yeah. important is it to track everything and the, what are the importance behind it? The context being... Let's go boxing first. Well, bo- boxing-wise, I think... You go, go on, mate. It's just where I'm... I've got to be an exact number on the scales. Yeah. Obviously, it's a low number. Mm-hmm. Um, so every little thing makes a difference. That's not a way to like live your life in general. I'll come if back. You to see the, what I mean? Yeah, no, I'll come but back to for the... boxing specific. I have to be this weight on this day. Obviously, yeah, it matters because you know if you have porridge oats, you you know if you have forty grams of it or sixty grams of it, it makes a difference to how much your how much carbs, how much calories you get, and everything like that. So, so uh, as a professional boxer yourself, you'd advise that if anyone's dieting for their fights that you they should be for, for making championship weights something like that yeah yes i i see it for a camp yeah so yeah. i'm going to ask the question then obviously for non-boxing and say i want to be a bit lazy don't want to do what he's doing how do you go about that then as in what you don't want to track don't want to track no well say um, like they're tracking but it's, they're not giving you 100%. Yeah. yeah they're, doing, they're tracking what they're eating. But they're being sense. a bit lazy. Or um, not lazy. They're not weighing not every la- bit of food. Sorry, and yeah, stuff like that. not lazy. Yeah. They're just, it's just art. Like, it's not convenient. They say it's not yeah. convenient because of obviously life and stuff. I would also say it's not convenient to be uh, diabetic at the age of 45 and be suffering with like not being able to bend over and tie your shoelaces up by, by, the, by the age of 40. I, I think that's quite inconvenient as well and I'm not saying the only way of avoiding that is by tracking your food but one thing I will say about tracking your food is that it's a good way to get an understanding of what your meals should look like on a plate if you're just tracking and this is one of the things um, we've just moved over to the software I've been trialing um, for a few months now um, and there's there's you, you download these trackers online and they, they're such they're like, so easy they're too easy and I, we spoke about this yesterday yeah. didn't we, Martin? what's like, the um is it the app that has to go through you, by the way? The software that we're using now is my own okay. software. Yeah, it's, well, I say it's my own. It's piggybacked off of a software company. So the app can, so say like me being just me, just go and download it. Uh, no, so it's a the software I use. It's a coaching software rather than an app. It's just the app's a really convenient way of just keeping everything in one place. So when someone logs their food, it's on the app. I see it on my end on the software that I use. When someone takes a before and after picture, I see it on my end. When someone does a workout and they log it, I see it on my end. It's just a, a good way of keeping everything in one place, run all their check-ins through it, um, like put their weight in, whatever it is, or anything that I need to know, I can, I can find out through the software. So it just keeps all in one place. Because I know, like for me, I can, I know I'll, I'll give you, say, a good three weeks and then I'll be logging everything and then I'll forget a day and then I'll be like, oh, shit. Then I'll forget another day. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. have that, sometimes I have that issue where I've got no attention. But that's, that's the, that's where the coaching comes in because I have 
had clients in the past. Um, so this we're not talking about boxing clients now. Boxing clients are a dream to work with as long as they do what they're supposed to be doing because their life is boxing seven days a week. Whereas what I tend to see a lot with uh, people is that they'll log, track their food all the way up. And they'll track their breakfast Friday morning, Monday through Friday morning, and then they don't log until Monday again. Yeah. And, and they're like, well, I'm doing everything you ask, but um, I'm like, the scales aren't shifting. I'm, I, don't, I can't really see a difference. I'm like, yeah, but you're not because you're not logging seven okay, days a week. Yeah. And people will say like, oh, yeah, but I see a bit of an income. I'm like, listen, it's not. It's like mine. Mm. Before you come and work with me, did you even really know what a calorie was? Did you even, had you ever really tracked your food through camp or anything like that? No, I so hadn't done any tracking. It's not something that you was like used that. to. No. We've, we've worked together in total for what? 12 weeks, 16 weeks mm. over camps. So our, how do you find it with regards to logging your food? I know something like you saying that oh, it's no way to live your life and stuff, but if you're after a certain goal, yeah, if you're how after inconvenient a goal, is your life? Is it on your life? Yeah, it's not hours out your day or anything. It's minutes, pretty right? easy, you yeah. know. It's mi- and you know things like, um, especially the app. You can you can scan your food. if you buy a sandwich from the shop. You can scan it and it will go recognize it and go bang. There's your protein, fats, your calories. Bang, tick. It's logged. It's yeah. done. And if it ain't in there, you can add it once. So you add it once. You put you read the back of the packet. Enter the numbers in, and this is rare because most of the stuff is on there. But say you get one, and then you add it on there, and then it's you haven't got to do that again if you have that certain food again. It's on there for 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 life. Yeah, and um, one thing as well. This is one of the reasons why I switched over to this software rather than using an external uh, calorie tracker because, like I say, me and Mike were speaking about this yesterday, and, and these calorie trackers, as good as they are, and they are brilliant. They've become like not second nature. Well, no, it's, it's just become like a, a thing that people do. So it's like they just don't pay attention to it. Whereas like I think personally that there should be some sort of conscious effort to do something because you're making a change. And like these certain, I don't want to mention any because I don't want to slate them because people use them, but certain ones of these trackers, they're so easy to literally log a food and then you go on your way. But the other problem with me is, especially for like when I'm working with fighters, because I think I need things to be even more precise, is that anyone can just add a food on there and it's not guaranteed to be the right number. So someone could be having yeah. like the same sandwich, like Mike was saying, every single day, thinking they're only eating like 280 calories. Yeah, maybe it might be like a 700 calorie yeah. sandwich or something like that because someone's logged it wrong. And it's like, for me, keeping it all in one place is is where it, how it should be. And it's, it, that's what works for me and, and the, the fighters I work with. Um yeah, so. So then, then tracking for a fighter should be done as a bare minimum then? 100%, yeah. Like if you're if you're a fighter, you should be logging your food every single day. Um, there should, like, there's, there's some non-negotiables for a fighter, really. Don't get too fat between fights because it just makes your fucking job harder. <laughs> hmm. um, if you're really struggling to make the weight and like you... Depending on the level of fight you're at, you should probably get in your body composition done to just make sure that you can make the weight properly. Because it might be that, like, we might go and get Martin. We're pretty confident, like, very confident that he can make this weight without doing any damage to his, his performance. But some fighters, 
um, if you do their body composition, they're actually going to have to lose a fair amount of muscle as well to be able to get down yeah. to the weight, which is what you want to try and avoid. Because like as with fat, we can't really decide where the fat comes off from your body. Like people go, oh, carry my fat around my hips. And I'm like, well, unfortunately, unless you get to such a low body fat that it all goes, that might be the place where it hangs on to the most. Yeah. And, and muscles are the same. We can't decide where that muscle is going to be lost from. The only thing we can do is we can sort of guess that if you're a boxer, then the muscles that you're using for boxing are going to be retained because your body needs to use them. So if you're going to lose muscle, you're probably going to keep the muscles that you're using for boxing. So you can sort of go, yeah, that's all right, but we want to try and avoid that. So one of the other things, fighting now, specific, I think, one of the other things that really is a big thing is weight cutting. Yeah. And saunas and stuff like that. Like, is there benefits to weight cutting? Is there the negatives to weight cutting? Obviously, people know, like, I know it's a, but, like, the benefit, because people will try and, say cut as much water so they they can go Canelo Alvarez is like quite a yeah. he would try and cut as much weight so then the next day he goes in as big as possible yeah. and stuff like that like how but there's a there's a reason since he's been clocked for drugs yeah <laughs> tainted meat what was it what was he done for tainted, tainted meat, meat yeah that old Mexican, the old beef, Mexican, it, beef, Mexican yeah. beef, Mexican yeah. but there's a reason since then he's now a cruiserweight, like he's only five nine. He's a big guy. He's like a lot of muscle. He's um, girthy. Yeah, but with with regards to his girthy, <laughs> <laughs> Martin likes him girthy. Um, but with regards to weight cutting, so it's a it's a subject that people don't like talking about. Um, because well, actually. People love talking about it because everyone wants to go, oh, yeah, I've got so-and-so to lose however many pounds or kilos in a week. Um, I've done this for this fight. And, I've got, and I'm like, yeah, but what are, the benefits? what are the benefits of long doing it? With a fighter, listen, with regards to long-term health outcomes from draining your weight and stuff like that, we, we don't really know. But ultimately, you've got to make weight for the fight. So we need to yeah. make it as, as, as safe as possible. Now, I personally... I actually think there's a benefit to having some weight to cut in that last week. Okay. But it only comes from a psychological and a practical benefit. And that is that a fighter's just gone through eight, 10, 12 week camp. Their life has just been fighting. Yeah. They come up to fight week, they're not in the gym or their training's dropped down to next to nothing. And they've got nothing to focus on that week. They're just sitting around waiting to go and fight. If you put them on some sort of protocol that's going to reduce their weight but not affect their performance or health in any way, they've got something to focus on. That's a psychological benefit for the fighter. They feel like they've achieved something that week. Um, with regards to these big weight cuts, I, I think we spoke about when I was on the podcast before, the weight cut I used to do was fucking Yeah, ridiculous. yeah, we spoke. Yeah. I used to do 12 kilos, in, yeah, 12 kilos in a week I used to do. And six of those kilos used to come the day before the weigh-in. Um, now, with what I know now, there's certain percentages above body weight and it all, it all comes down to like how much body fat someone's got and stuff like that, how much like water you can safely or, or weight you can safely take out their body during the week. And a lot of people involved in boxing don't want to talk about it because the boxing board hate it. Um, but it happens. And I think it'd be much better if we spoke about it, mm -hmm. doing it in a safe way. Like if you went, like they say, like 10% above body weight. So if you weigh 70, if, you're, if your fight's at, say, um, 
52, which is 52.2. So not Martin's not an example of this because he just makes the weight like as long as we're on with the nutrition, we we don't have to do anything. But 52.2, if he was 57.4, then he'd be 10% above his weight the week before. So you've got then seven days to cut out. 5.2 5.2 kilos. So you propose like a safe, safe way. And that would be, that would be seen as being safe. I personally, I don't like the 10%. I think it's probably a bit too much because where I work remote, unless I'm sitting in house with someone and I've got someone to be able to like exact body composition, the exact amount of water they're drinking, how their body's uptaking it and stuff like that. I like to work <clears throat> somewhere between six and 8% for day before weigh-ins. Are you doing any weight cut for this at all? No, he won't. He won't no. be. Okay. No, he won't. Won't be like it'll be manipulating the food mm-hmm. to bring He's down his weight a little bit, but no, no saunas or nothing like that. But if, like I say, day before weigh-ins, you give yourself a week leading up to that. There's certain things that you can do to make the weight safely, and then you have a rehydration protocol that every fighter should have anyway. People get this idea that I've weighed in now, so fuck it. Just yeah. like Nando's, like ask Italians. Well, you should have these, didn't they? Yeah, one, yeah. One, one thing I was like really happy with um, that we'd done last time was okay, even though I wasn't sitting in a sauna and cutting like mad, it was still good to have a professional go, this is a rehydration and a refueling plan. Have this. Then have this at this time, then at this at this time, then have that meal or whatever the plan is. From me as a fighter, it's it's brilliant knowing you've got someone who's like planned that for you, yeah. and you're getting the right fuel, and you're doing everything to maximise your performance. So yeah, I think we've I think Martin will probably agree actually that that after the weigh-in is probably about as rigid and structured. Yeah, as, so, as the whole camp yeah, goes. Like, yeah, like, that's what I say. The only thing <clears throat> that I allow Martin to make the choice of is like with regards to I give him his numbers, like with re- rehydration, when to have his electrolytes, when to have carbohydrates and proteins. I just say to him, like, when you're gonna have your meals, eat what you would usually eat. don't do anything different. Like people have this uh, they you get a question like, Oh, what should I eat on fight day? I'm like, What do you eat on Monday? Like, what do you eat on Saturdays, like, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you usually eat? Yeah. Do that, and like Martin <laughs> made me laugh because his his fight day meal or his his pre fight meal was like beans on toast or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he's like beans on toast, and I was like, fair enough, I don't care. Like, <laughs> that's fine. That's what he. Uh, but I will say as well, Mark. I'll go back to the weight cut bit in a minute, and I'm sure because I want to sort of. It's something that I think is really important to get a broader uh, understanding of, but. One thing with Martin as well, during the fight, I was sitting there through the whole fight as his nutritionist. My worry is that, is he going to gas? Like, have we fucked anything up? Do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. sat there and I got like through round two, three, four, and I was like, he's getting stronger. He's getting fitter. And he yeah. thought, this the African guy he thought was tough, like proper teak tough African guy. Mm-hmm. And Martin just, it just went away with it as the fight went on. And like everyone else going, where am I? Where am I? And I went, how did you feel in the later round? Like, that's like the first time I've seen Well, I didn't even like congratulate him or anything. Yeah. Like, Don't you care feel? about you getting yeah, your yeah. head cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 32, how would you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the weight cutting, like one thing, and this is where I sort of got my information when I was fighting, I used to do it all fucking wrong. You'll see it, 
but they do it in MMA and it's like this they wear it like a badge and a badge of honour oh yeah I've done a 30 pound weight cut yeah. and I'm like well, you're a dick then like right. you're an idiot was it Khabib's last fight wasn't it was they drank like yeah, crazy like, yeah, yeah, mate. Some, that's way beyond that 10% that they're yeah. doing oh mate yeah, like, yeah. yeah they're, they're doing ridiculous amounts but what you've got to understand is that MMA is a completely different sport it's a slower yeah. slower sport there's less headshots there's less chance of getting it and brain damage but, they, but they also diabetes because of it there's well. yeah yeah banned them didn't they um, but there's also a, a possibly a benefit to being heavier because there's a wrestling component. Yeah. So I weigh what like 110 kilos now, and Martin weighs what 50 something. If me and him get in a wrestling match, mm. I'm gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a massive difference, but if I get in the ring with someone and I, on the day, yeah, you reckon, yeah. <laughs> on the day I'm I'm 20 20 30 pounds heavier than them, like I've got a massive advantage. Yeah, you feel it, isn't it? In boxing, it's not a sport really. Where you're getting any sort of wrestling, I know you get hold on and grappling and mm. stuff like that, and something that fighters do do. But you can just eliminate that by just going holding on to them and just like. So like I used to do when fighters used to grab me and try and tie me out. I used to just like drop myself down so they couldn't hold on to me. Like I'd, I'd like even tap a knee or something like that because you could just go ref. He's holding on. Like there's no point trying to be two stone, three stone heavier mm. than your opponent. Like there's no, there's just no, no mm. real need for it. Um, and with the way that boxing is, actually, you're much better off just being able to perform at your best when you get into the ring. And I think that's another thing with boxing nutrition. It's we we're seen as like boxing nutritionists. We're seen as people that help people make weight, which is what we do. But I don't want that to be it. Like I'd, I'd much rather have like the opportunity to work with someone and go right. Let's start jiggling around your macros now to make your performance inspiring better, to make your performance in training better. Mm. Inevitably, when people come to you, they go, oh, I've, I've got to get down to whatever, 70, 72 kilos. And like, yeah, cool. And they go, how long you got? What are you? I'm, I'm, I'm 84. How long you got? Oh, three weeks. I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> like sorry. No, it's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, there's, there's ways of doing it. And I've said it before, I had a young lad come to me just after Martin's fight, like a lot of interest on people because obviously he won his title and yeah. people then see me as like a boxing nutritionist. Um I got a message off a lad, he was like, um, let's say he was like ninety-two kilos. Yeah, I've got to get down to eighty kilos. I was like, Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um he was like, Do you think I'd do it? And I was like, Well, are you how muscly are you? And he was he's only a young lad, like I think he's only like 17, 18. And um it sounds a bit bad, but he sent me a picture of him semi-naked because I was like, I need to see, like, yeah. oh, oh, like what's your rough... And he was, like, quite fleshy. So there's a lot of body fat to, to lose. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, that's what... You, you'll probably get down to that weight if you want to do it, but you have to do it. Like, How long you got? And he was like, oh, it's, like, next week. Yeah. And I, it, it wasn't that yeah, extreme, but it, it was, like, it was about a stone. It was, like, six or seven kilos. I was like, no, nah, man. I said, that's... I said, I don't know nothing about you. Yeah. I don't know like you I haven't got an idea a clue about your body composition if I knew you, you was like 8% body fat <clears throat> then we could possibly pull a bit more water out like take the carbs out do a few things with fibre and stuff like that to bring your weight down a little bit and then maybe just like drain a little bit of water out in the last couple of days but I don't know nothing about you and he was like oh, I just really need your help I went I, I'm like 
Oh, sorry. And yeah. I actually spoke to his coach and I was like, mate, pull him out of the fight. Yeah. Pull him out of the fight or make the fight a heavier weight. Before he hurts himself. The thing, the thing is, it's also another thing is, it's all right making the weight, but if you don't make it right, you how can you fight at the weight? Yeah. You want to make the weight and be able to fight well at the mm-hmm. weight. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing I was worried about. And yeah. So how do they get older? How do people get older? It's on the gram, mate. On the Instagram? Instagram yeah, just Daniel Woodgate, all one word. What about Waste Point? Is it? Is there a website? Really? Uh, yeah, waste website under construction. Okay. Um, I think because I'm moving myself more over to websites, I, like no one gets any fucking traffic on websites anymore. They're just information places now, aren't they? Like mm. people are coming to me through like working with people like Martin. Yeah, seeing my content on Instagram and stuff like. If you just send me a message on Instagram, I'm on I'm on Facebook as well. I've got a couple of videos on TikTok, but that's only because of the, the software I mm-hmm. use to edit my videos. Just it, instant uploads of TikTok, I was like, I might as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, like, I'm heavily starting to focus more on boxing nutrition now because over the past six months, um, and obviously since working with Martin, 99% of the inquiries I'm getting are just from boxers. So I'm, I'm working more with fighters now. Um, I still work with people, but... It's very. I'm, I'm quite choosy, like choosy, picky about who I work with, um, because I want people to be able to get the best um, for them from me. And there's, I always used to be. I want to try and help everyone, and I do. I'd love to yeah, be able yeah. to help everyone, mm-hmm. but my skill set and the way I have sort of progressed, not progressed, but um, evolved my coaching now works for a certain type of person. Like I work with people like fat loss. Oh, basically, I'm a boxing nutritionist, a fat loss expert, that's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, Anything else you want to add? Um, no, cream soda was nice. <laughs> West Ham are massive. Oh, oh no. We are, I have to, <laughs> we I have to cut that out. Not. I have to cut that out. I, can't, I have to say absolutely neutral here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, yeah, cut that out. Um, <laughs> no, thank you for joining us and giving your expertise about nutrition. Hopefully people listening learned some stuff. I know I have and got to ask some questions that obviously are out there and just getting to know different bits. I think um, one thing I will say is I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff like that on boxing because I'm just boring. So I listen to <laughs> nutrition podcasts all the time. And I always like pick bits out where people have like, oh, they're sort of, sort of um, gone against what they said earlier on in the podcast. Right. So if I've done that, <laughs> I'm going to be pulling myself apart. I don't back. think people are that pedantic. So. Yeah, yeah. No, but when you're like, when you're in this setting and you like, you're trying to think of like the answers to the questions yeah, and stuff like that, it is quite difficult. I mean, without structuring out writing things on a whiteboard and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, I never profess to be like a scientist and this is what I teamed up with this Jack and I would say to him, mate, like we can really play on on our personalities. The fact that he's not he's he's a, he's a brilliant like banter, whatever word you want to use. I don't really like a word, but I can't give another one. But he's brilliant banter, <laughs> real good laugh. But I was like, but your sciency, like it's fucking boring. Like people don't care. So he's, I said, like, he's like Sheldon Cooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, you can explain things, and I'll just go, yeah. It just means like. Don't, don't eat carbs at certain times <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'll just yeah. break it down in a way, because I was a fighter myself, I know what fighters need. There's no one out there in, I don't think there's anyone out there doing what I'm doing 
in a way that can break it down to fighters and speak to fighters like I do on the level they do. People love to have these guys on board that go, oh, yeah, do these different protocols and stuff. I'm like, mate, unless you're doing what gives you 99% of the fucking benefits from your nutrition, which is tracking your calories, getting your protein right, making sure your carbs are in the right place, making sure you get good quality fats in and eating mostly whole foods. Like doing that, most fighters wouldn't need to do anymore. Stop worrying about the little 1% things if you ain't got the fucking 99% stuff right or 95% because mm. otherwise the maths don't add up, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, boys, for joining us. Right. Um, again, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, join the Patreon, £3 a month. They probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah join us on all our socials the JMS Boxing Podcast cheers Sports Social Podcast Network